What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hello and welcome back to another week of Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. My name is Movie Mike on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Distro. And a very special episode this week, I'm bringing in Morgan Number 2, who I work with on The Bobby Bones Show. And she did something crazy. She watched every single Marvel movie in like three weeks. So what we're going to do is go through each movie in every single phase and talk about and review these. This all came about because one of the biggest questions I got on my email, which is moviemikeD at gmail.com, where you can submit movie questions. A lot of people ask what order you should watch the Marvel movies in. So we'll get into that. And a lot of people um, who listen to the Bobby Bone Show as well heard that Morgan Number 2 was doing this and watching all the Marvel movies. So they suggested that I bring her on. So this is what we're doing this episode. And I know that I like to keep this a spoiler-free podcast, but I felt in order to really get into these Marvel movies and explain them and review them, we kind of had to give some spoiler alerts in there. And a lot of these have been out for a while now. And I felt that Endgame was such a big movie that you kind of had to talk about the spoilers a bit. But if you haven't seen this one, just know that by the time we start talking about Phase 3 is where there will be some spoilers. So just a heads up on that. If you don't want to watch up to then, come back and listen to this later by the time you get to that. So a bit of a different format on this episode just because I wanted to cover everything in such great detail. But here we go with Morgan number two who watched every single Marvel movie for the first time. Let's get started. In a world where everyone and their mother has a podcast, one man stands to infiltrate the ears of listeners like never before in a movie podcast. A man with so much movie knowledge, he's basically like a walking IMDb with glasses. From the Nashville Podcast Network, this is Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. And I'm here now with Morgan number two. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. I just finished 23 Marvel movies. Which is insane. <laughs> when I heard you were doing this, I'm like, this is what 
most people took 10 years to do, and you did it all in how long? Uh, pretty much three weeks. Yeah, I finished it. And you had never, I mean, you'd seen a couple Marvel movies before this, right? Yeah, I had seen Ant, the Ant-Man movies, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and then Black Panther. Had no idea they were in connection with anything else. Just thought they were good movies. Okay. So when I watched them back, I'm like, okay, well, there was a lot of things that I missed that didn't really make sense to <laughs> me like, as oh, a first-time watcher. Thing. Yes. Okay, so what we're going to do is talk about, first of all, the order you watched them in, which is important, because I, I put out a thing of, you know, people could ask me questions, and one of the biggest things I got was what order to watch the Marvel movies in. Yes. So we'll talk about why you watched them in this order. And then we just want to go through each phase. So there's three phases of the Marvel movies, one, two, and three. So we'll go through each of what your favorites were in that, and we'll review them all. And then we'll talk about what your favorite one out of all of them were. Oh, gosh. Okay. Which is crazy. Yeah. I'm excited to do this with you. <laughs> so first of all, you told me that you had already seen Captain America before you even started. You yeah. started with that one. Well, because I looked online and everybody's like, by the order of the time during yeah, the movie. The timeline which through the whole universe takes place. Yes. And so I had originally seen that and then I was like, I just need to make sure before I continue on this road that I'm watching this right. So then you told me to watch it in release order instead. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because, I mean, that's kind of how everybody takes them in. And that's kind of the way they were meant to be seen. And I feel like when you start moving them in order, you lose a lot of like, well, like the, the end credit scenes are a big thing in Marvel movies. Yes. And it connects the next movie that's coming out. So I feel if you mo start moving them around in order, then you lose that. And, and they don't make sense. And I'm glad you told me that. Like the, the Captain America, the first Avenger watching that before Iron Man didn't really mess me up too bad because yeah. it was still like an, a phase one movie. But so after that, I watched them all in the release order and all of the credits lined up. Everything made sense. All of the pieces were going together. That was definitely a better order that I think to be watching them in. I don't know any different, but the release order definitely helped me. Because the, the other order that's out there is in chronological order that they happen in the universe, which you would end up watching Captain America first and then Captain Marvel, which just came out in 2019, which I feel like not only do the movies get better as they come out, like better quality I just think like the actors look different. Yes. So if you went from watching the first Captain America to watching Captain Marvel, you just lose a lot. This is true, especially like the Incredible Hulk. Like that technology was so much different yes. in comparison to all of the others. Exactly. So and, and Captain Marvel did get me a little bit because it is a prequel. Mm -hmm. So and you're seeing like doc, like what's his name? Fury. You're seeing him in there before he gets his eye scratched out. And yeah. that's how you figure out. So you go through these whole movies of this guy with a patch on his eye. And then you finally figure out in one of the last ones what, what happened. happened. And I feel like finding out later makes it better. Yes. If you know before. Just well, that, all that suspense is there. Yeah. So, like, I'm not, I'm wondering the whole time, so I want to keep watching. So, I total, I'm so glad you made me watch them in that order. So, release order, much better. All right, so let's get into it. Phase okay. one, it starts with Iron Man, which came out in 2008. Yeah, so, Iron Man was really good. So, I, I didn't really know what to expect. I was going into it, like, just like, okay, these are going to be superhero movies. I loved Batman. I loved Transformers. I thought I was going to like it. Loved it even more than the Batman movies, which is really hard for me. Interesting. Yeah. And so, but like Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man, watching him like build that and just seeing the evolution of that technology was so cool. And I, I, I think what was cool for me too is I'm like, throughout this whole series, I'm like, this has to exist in life in some way. Like, I'm, I, that's not beyond me, that this is probably out there somewhere. Like, Elon Musk is probably doing something like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not against that an Iron Man probably exists in real life. 
Maybe I'm wrong, but I, mean, I just it, feel it, like that could happen. It makes sense because it comes from like war technology. Like he's making mili- military weapons and then he has this. Well, and that Iron Man is set up kind of similar to our like war situation right now. Yeah. Like that first movie is very like, oh, Real this parallels life. life. Yes. Like the, the huge war that's going on overseas. Like and he's there and he gets captured. And these are some crazy people he's dealing with. And then he escapes by just blowing out of there in a giant Iron Man suit. If he can build it in a cave in a movie, I'm pretty sure we can probably figure it out in real life. <laughs> so then it goes into The Incredible Hulk um, the same year. Yeah. Which the weird thing about this one is it's Edward Norton plays the Hulk in this and then he never returns. Yeah. Then it goes to Mark Mark Ruffalo. I The first Incredible Hulk, I didn't like in comparison to all of the other movies I didn't like. Mostly because there wasn't a lot of backstory. Mm-hmm. It like immediately went into the action. It was like a, a two minute snippet of what happened and how the Hulk became the Hulk and then all of a sudden he's on the run and it's all action and so you're not really getting a lot about him or why he was in the lab in the first place it kind of starts to to show you throughout the movie yeah but it just didn't feel like that plot was as good set up as the other ones which is a shame because the Hulk himself is a great character yes but they just didn't really get a story right. They even came out with the Hulk movie like way before this. That's like in like 2003. That was horrible, <laughs> like really boring. And then them doing this one was like it, the remake of that yeah, one. Yeah, and it still oh, just it still just missed the mark. It did, and I it, in comparison to all of them, it wasn't a bad movie by any means. Like it was still good, and you still know who the Hulk is and stuff. But just in comparison to all of the rest of the movies in that universe, it's. Not good. I say out of probably all of them, really ranks down there as one of the worst. Yes, absolutely agree with you on that one. (laughs) (laughs) And then we get into Iron Man 2 in 2010. How'd you feel about this one? Well, I liked it because you start to see Iron Man evolve. He's building other Iron Mans. Him and Pepper become really serious. Like, I loved watching that play out because Gwyneth Paltrow is awesome. And to see that her evolve into like another Iron Man 2, like later on, is really cool. Throughout all of the Iron Man movies, especially in this one too, I just felt like he was so cocky and it would bother me so much. I'm like, please stop doing this to yourself. You're ruining it. Like you're, you have so much at your hands and you're ruining it because you're so cocky and you're so, and you know, you're so good. So I, I like always found myself in a battle with Iron Man that I loved him and I loved his character, but I also didn't like his personality sometimes. I was like, please stop doing this. Like, I want to love you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but, but that's Robert Downey Jr. And he was so good at that because that was that character. That's who he was supposed to be was this really high profile technology guy and very fit a stereotype of that, you know? So I loved it. I just re- I really had a battle with Iron Man because I, I loved him, but I hated the personality that came out sometimes. So then we get into 2011 Thor. Yes. Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Oh, man. He's just great. I, I That was probably... I See, I like in the Marvel Universe that they had a lot of humor in all of them, too. So, like, you get a little laughing in there. It wasn't always so serious mm-hmm. or so action-packed. And I felt like Thor was the first time that I was laughing a lot. Like, the other ones I would have laughing moments, but Thor, like, I was laughing a lot. And I he, feel like, yeah, that's when it started to cut through a little more. Yes, that, that humor was really coming through with Chris Hemsworth. And him as Thor, like, he was just, he was translating so many different pieces of his acting abilities. And I, like, I fell in love with who he is as an actor just that much more in that movie. So, and watching him in that role, I get why people are obsessed with Chris Hemsworth. Like, he's basically the Prince Charming of the Marvel, Marvel Universe. That's Similar, a good way to put it, You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I liked him in that one. Uh, Captain America, the first Avenger in 2011, which you watched first. I I accidentally watched first. But that was 
crazy. I that plot line of like him being this really small kid and being bullied and getting like becoming Jack to be the person everybody looks up to. I loved that storyline. Like that was the coolest storyline to me. Everybody else kind of had a way in, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And he just kind of got chosen by a random conversation over, you know, being overheard and he got like the great end of the deal. So like I feel like his backstory is the best one and how he got to where he is and how he continues to use that power. Like he never took advantage of it and he always kept fighting and he to to like go back and keep doing things when everybody told him that he wouldn't be able to do it was really cool. So like I just felt really connected to that character. So that kind of gives you a hint that it potentially might be my favorite. Well, and I will say, and I think I I do say like, maybe this is the one that you watch out of order because me watching that first was my first Avenger. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. So like to me, I hadn't met Iron Man yet. So I did get to see Chris Evans become the first Avenger. And maybe that was like kind of that difference for me because I hadn't fallen in love with Iron Man yet. And maybe that's why like I got set up. I probably screwed (laughs) myself because I watched it first. And then we get to the Avengers, the first one in 2012, where you see everybody on screen for the first time. How did you feel? I loved it. I was so happy. Like I, I equivalent that or like equal it to me seeing my puppy when I come home. Like I was just so happy inside. I was like, they're all together. They're banding. But it was like, you're, you you kind of go through the struggle because you're also like yelling at the screen. Like, why don't you guys get along? You're all on the same team because for so long they don't like each other and they're mm-hmm. fighting with each other and they're have all these egos happening, you know, cause they're all superheroes and they like don't get along. So you're kind of like yelling at the screen. Like, why can't you guys just like be friends? <laughs> But then by the end of it, they're all like happy and battling together and it's great. But you do, I do see in that Avengers, like you see that tension between Captain America and Iron Man. Mm -hmm. It was like they were always battling for who was going to be the leader. So watching them, you see that tension throughout that whole thing, even though they're getting along and even though they're fighting on the same team, you feel it. Like they're just not 100% always on the same page. And it's because like. Iron Man was so technologically advanced and Captain America was so much like a soldier. You know what I mean? They had different ideas of what was good. So just watching those two play out in general was really fun. What did you think of like seeing the first Avengers and them all together? I think just that that scene of them like all fighting at the very end was like the most iconic scene out of the entire franchise. Out of like the end game though? I think so. Because at that moment you just see everybody like that's like the first time I had like a feeling in theaters like this is I'm watching something really special here, and the first time the Hulk hulks out is like my favorite moment ever. Yeah, that is because that, you're, that was you're cool waiting moment. for that for so long, and finally they get the Hulk right with Mark Ruffalo, and then the whole time you're waiting for him to change, and then it finally happens, and you're like, "This is amazing!" <laughs> it's true, and him being like totally undefeatable, yeah. which is also bizarre. So your favorite one from Phase One? I would say the Avengers. The Avengers. Yeah, just all of them together. Like that was really cool, especially the very last moment. When they're like on Loki. Yeah. And they're like all like standing in front of him and they're about to defeat it. And that was cool because they're just all standing there like they finally got it together to all be in, <laughs> in one room and, and not hate each other and focus on the same thing. That that was a cool moment, too. All right. So that's phase one. We'll get back right in a second and do phase two. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. All right, let's talk about phase two now, which starts with Iron Man 3 in 2013. Oh, yeah. That, that one messed with my heart because the end of that movie ends it like there's no Iron Man. Like there's never going to be an Iron Man coming back because he, he has surgery on his heart. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't need the glowing thing. And I feel like the glowing thing is what makes Iron Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was a great movie, great film on its own. But like that ending wrecked me. I was like, so... I mean, if I knew that there was more movies coming out, but as somebody who probably watched that and there weren't other movies, like you'd probably be like, cool, Iron Man's done forever. You know what I mean? Yeah, you did leave thinking that after that one. Yeah, like, and so his heart was gone. So that was kind of a bummer for me because that was like really what powered Iron Man for me. What about Thor The Dark World? I liked it. The brother situation with Loki was really confusing because like he would disappear and turn into other things. You kind of really start to see the sorcery in the universe that Mm -hmm. exists. And so there was a lot of moments that I was pretty confused. I was like, is he alive? Is he dead? What's happening? And then the end where he is like the dad. And I'm like, that wasn't the dad. And so it sets it up for another movie. But the whole time I was like, I don't know who's who at this point. So I liked that movie, but it did confuse me a lot. So I wasn't like as much. I was trying to figure out what was happening more than I could like just enjoy the movie. Do you know what I mean? Did you feel like the series, like the whole movie started to get a little weaker in this phase? Yes. Okay. Which is really weird because when it comes back in the next one, it's really strong. Yeah. I feel like this is the weakest of it. I feel like in this one, there's a lot of building up and they're like setting up these movies. Yes. But the plot lines are just aren't as good. Yes. Like you you just kind of were just like kind of waiting for those big moments to happen. And there was few and far between. Captain America, the Winter Soldier, 2014. I loved this movie. I think the best one, the best Captain America. Yes, definitely best Captain America. Biggest plot twist, potentially, of the whole series. Um, Because you can kind of predict everything else that's coming. And all just the action part of it, and you're starting to see the high technology come out, and the different lines that get blurred, like Hydra being in shields and things that are happening. That was just, that movie was just fantastic in every sense to me. And it has like the best action out of all of them. Yes. It's and it, very intense. Yes. And you and and seeing that the that um Bucky has like is just under this control, you're just seeing a lot of things play out in that movie. But yeah, that was a good <laughs> one. I loved that one. And then we get to Guardians of the Galaxy where it kind of takes an entire turn away from like all the Avengers. Yes. And you're introduced to this whole new Cast of characters. How'd you feel about that? I didn't like it at first. Really? Because I, I liked that they were all connecting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you go into this other separate part and I'm like, wait, what? what's the connection? I find it, it like 
interesting, since you haven't seen these in theaters, how it felt going into this one. Did it have a different feel? It did. I mean, I felt like I was watching a different part. And until they started talking about where they were at in the universe, Mm -hmm. you don't realize that they're in just a a whole other different area of life, basically. Mm -hmm. So, like, then you start to understand that they're why the Avengers are not in it or anything. But, like, every other movie is setting up for other Avengers and different things happening. But this one was just, like, the only really, like close thing that happened was the infinity stone that actually worked along with the other movies yeah everything else was pretty much separate um but baby Groot, he's my favorite <laughs> i love baby Groot. and then we get into avengers age of ultron which has kind of been dubbed as like the weakest of the avengers how'd you feel about it i would agree with that it's creepy ultron is creepy yeah like he just like the way that he talked in the way he would just creep me out the whole time. Like, it, that one was difficult for me to watch. And I would agree that it is the weakest. Like, Ultron was just creepy to me. But it, it's that was one of those movies that also set up a lot for me. So that movie kind of felt like a setup to a lot of other ones. And but it's the first time they mentioned, like, the end game. Yes. And that there's things happening outside of what that movie is going to yeah. happen. But yeah, I would agree it was definitely the weakest movie. But did you like that one? Like going, I went back and watched it before I got into Endgame. And I kind of liked it a little more that time. But I remember leaving the theater watching that and being like, it wasn't that great. And like, I didn't like Vision at the time. Yeah, he's a little odd. He's kind of weird. But then, yeah, later I liked him. But in that movie, I was just like, this guy's weird. He's all red and weird. Yeah, it's just the whole creation of him is really bizarre. Yeah. And then we end phase two with Ant-Man, Paul Rudd. Which, okay, I'd seen this one okay. before the, before I started knowing about the universe or whatever. And I thought it was a good movie. In comparison to all the other movies, it's pretty weak. Paul Rudd is great. And he there was a lot of humor in that movie. More than there was probably a lot of the other ones. Mm-hmm. But there just wasn't a lot of connection to the other characters at all in that. So your favorite of phase two. Definitely Captain America Winter Soldier. Easily, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it's just so good. And before we get into phase three, I do want to hit you with a spoiler alert, which I like to keep this a spoiler-free podcast, but I felt in order for Morgan 2 to really review this movie, we had to talk about some spoilers. So if you're planning on watching all the Marvel movies now that you're inspired by Morgan number two, you may want to stop at this point of the podcast because there will be some spoilers. So if you don't care about them, continue listening. But if you want to come back and listen to this later after you're caught up to this point, feel free to do so now. My feelings won't be hurt, but I just wanted to issue a spoiler alert. Don't want anybody mad at me. All right, here we go with phase three. All right, let's get into phase three, which okay. kicks off with Captain America Civil oh, yeah. War, where everybody's fighting each other. That one was brutal. Like, was that hard for you to watch? Because that was hard for me to watch. I liked it, though. I like them fighting against each other. You I think like it when they're not on the same team? I do like it. Like, oh. I know a lot of people are like, we don't want the two good guys fighting. But I thought it built such a great tension between Captain America and Iron Man that I loved it play out. When they were fighting in the, like, cave or whatever that the, thing. Yeah, at the end. And you find out that the Winter Soldier is who killed yeah. <laughs> Iron Man's... i sorry. Spoiler alert, I suppose, if you're watching these, um, killed Iron Man's parents. I was in like shock. I was like, I loved that there was enough in there that I was like shocked and I wasn't ready for it. Like I wasn't ready for that. That wasn't coming to me. I don't know if that was just me, Mm -hmm. but I was totally shocked by that. And then it just fueled his rage that much more and to watch him just defeat each other. I like if I didn't know other movies were coming, I would have thought that was the end. That's kind of how they leave it, yeah. Yeah, like, and, like and, oh. it, and it kind of is because the movies that follow, they don't get along and they don't talk. And then we get into Doctor Strange, which is kind of a whole different universe in itself in a way. Because yep. it, mm-hmm. it's like sorcery. Yes. Not really like superpowers. 
I like that they introduced a new power. It was kind of another one of those movies that kind of felt added on. Mm-hmm. It didn't really connect a lot of dots for you. You know what I mean? Kind yeah. of just added to the universe. He's a cool character, but it just, it was a sim, it was like a different vibe than everything else of all the movies for me. Like I wasn't feeling similar plot setups or similar things. It just felt a little bit disconnected. But I think him as a character and what he was going to offer was really cool. He He's just kind of like an, a, a little added on. But the sorcery part was really cool added on. Uh, then we get into Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which mm-hmm. he said he didn't really like the first one as much. Yeah. How do you feel going into this well, one? There's more Baby Groot, so I did like <laughs> it a lot better. <laughs> um, I, I, he was just like a funny, cute little addition to everything. Um, I liked that the sisters finally found some peace mm-hmm. and like they were able to start fighting together. Um, I just like, and I don't know if it's because there was not enough of the introduction of the Guardians of the Galaxy in the other movies. They just, I was just never like a hundred percent connecting with it, but I liked them on their own as part of like the whole universe as a whole. They're not like my favorite movies by any means. Um, because you also don't really learn much about each character either. You know, you're kind of learning about them as a whole. Mm -hmm. And in that one... The whole dad situation is bizarre. <laughs> it does get pretty crazy. Well, and you you just know like when they show up there and they're on this like perfect planet, you're like, this isn't Sun gonna, is up. Yeah. Like this does this is not how this ends. <laughs> so like you feel the dad situation coming. So I liked it. It just wasn't one of my favorites. But again, baby Groot, he's a he's a top contender for best <laughs> characters for me. What about Spider Man Homecoming in twenty seventeen? So that was that was cool to watch. So I've you know you always hear about Spider Man. He's probably like a big character that you hear about. If you don't know anything about Marvel, you probably know about Spider Man. Yeah, probably the I'd say the biggest out of all of them because yeah. he had his own movies in the early two thousands, and people just know the character more than anybody else. Yes, like just kind of an iconic character, which is kind of weird to say because they're all really iconic now that I've actually seen them all. But um, so it was fun to actually watch and see what Spider Man was about didn't realize it started that he was so young i've only heard about like toby Maguire spider-man's mm-hmm. so watching as like a young one was really cool and i think the reason they decided to do that was because of the toby Maguire ones they did those he was like a senior in high school and then it goes to him like graduating high school and then they rebooted him again with andrew garfield which was like the same thing just like a reboot so they're like we got to make something completely different we got to go super young and make him just like fresh face and like, whoa, this is all really happening to me, have that perspective. And I think that's finally why Spider-Man worked as Tom Holland. Well, I mean, because you hear so many about these, it's so crazy that it took him so long to finally figure out what Spider-Man's life was yeah. going to be. <laughs> it sounds like Spider-Man got jerked around a lot too because he went from so many different ownerships. Yeah, but I did like it. I liked learning about the iconic Spider-Man. So Thor Ragnarok. I think the strongest Thor out of all of them, for sure. Different, I didn't see it long-lost sister coming that was not (laughs) something i expected um and there's a lot of cool like little tidbits in there how it ended little things that connected to the other movies too which i thought was cool but i definitely thought that was the strongest thor out of all the thor movies long-haired thor or short-haired thor (laughs) i think long-haired it's that's just thor to me because you do short hair and that's like captain america you know what i mean like i think he thor needs to have long hair Interesting. I like the short hair. You better. do? Yeah. But I feel like the long hair is just like how he started. That's just like his, and he's had it for a thousand years or <laughs> and whatever. Then he cuts it and- yeah. I, it was weird seeing him as I like him with short hair. Like Chris Hemsworth is attractive no matter what. But long hair Thor, I think, is just what he should be. And then we get into Black Panther in 2018. 
which is a phenomenal movie. A great movie. Yes. So good. Stand. It could stand on its own. Yeah. Like, it really could. It's a great movie. Um, and I, I'm also under the belief that that technology exists somewhere. Oh, they're doing that somewhere? Yes. There's a, I, there's a Wakanda out there. There's a real Wakanda somewhere? I do. I believe that in my heart. Like, there's just no way there isn't. But that was just... I'll just leave it at that. It's a phenomenal movie. And then we get into Avengers Infinity War. That one hurt my heart a lot. Really? Yeah. Just how it ended. I mean... For me, like getting to watch all of these and knowing there was other movies, I knew there was more coming. But I also was thinking about like people watching these for the first time. They don't know that anything else is coming. So as far as they're concerned, half the universe is gone. It's gone. (laughs) You know what I mean? And like you watch and you see so many pivotal like moments that happen in big characters that get wiped away. Mm -hmm. And you're like, so what's next? I mean, you have the hope that they're going to be able to reverse it or whatever, but you know something bad is happening. For them to be able to reverse it. Like watching what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thanos. Oh, you just hate him so much. Like he uh, he portrayed perfectly because I hated him <laughs> with everything that I had. Which is an interesting thing in this because I think throughout the entire Marvel Universe, it wasn't until they got Thanos that they had a real villain. Yeah. Could you could you remember the villain from like Iron Man 2? No. Was it? Oh, it was the, the guy in the company, yeah. right? Yeah. But yeah. like from there, from even before there, like all the villains are like, they're there one time and then they're gone. Yes. But once they get to Thanos, it's like, oh, this is a real force to be reckoned with. And this yes. is like a real guy you hate. That is absolutely true. Because before they defeat them all. Yeah. And you're like, the Avengers can do anything. Like, yeah, that's it. But, but now it's like the Avengers can't do everything. <laughs> and Thanos is a real, yeah. And he was like, he was undefeatable. Really. I mean, he had every power. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like you're sitting there and you're like, great, this is not going to end well. <laughs> and then it doesn't. And you're sad. I teared up a little bit. I will say that. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> you admitted it. It's there. And then we get into Ant-Man and the Wasp. Again, another kind of added on movie. I don't understand. I like the add on of Ant-Man in the movies. As far as him having his own movies, I don't really see the need for them. They were good movies on their own. But as far as adding to the series, I just don't think they really did too much. And then we get to Captain Marvel in 2019. I love her. Love her. Love her. Like, and and it's, I always thought the whole time that Black Widow was underrated, like throughout the whole thing, because she is such a powerful character and she was in so many of those movies, probably the most movies of any of those. Yeah, without getting up. her own solo one yes. yeah, throughout. And so I had one of that. And obviously there is a Black Widow prequel coming out this year, you had told me. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. But this was like the first, like, finally a female powerhouse that was coming in and to come in and have. like the strongest power out of anybody and watching her like zoom around in the air and like (laughs) yell and scream like she was so excited I just like that was a cool empowering women superhero movie you know what I mean yeah I just felt like it was about time for that to be added into the Marvel universe and her characters like the story the background is really cool and I think in this one, it's really important, like at the end of Infinity War, that the end credit scene where it sets up her movie. Yes. Which you would have lost out on if you watched Captain Marvel first. Yes, because Fury like pages her. Yeah, and then you're like, what is this sign? What does this mean? Yeah, and you have no idea. And then you watch her and you start to learn about her and having that doctor been Dr. Marvel. Mm-hmm. She calls her Dr. Marvel, <laughs> but it's Marvel or whatever. How do you actually pronounce... Is it Marvel? Yeah, Marvel. But she's like saying it's Dr. Marvel. Marvel. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I loved that one. And then we make it to Avengers Endgame oh. to end it all. I 
I was destroyed at the end of that movie. I was crying. Okay. And there's probably going to be a lot of spoilers in this, so if you haven't seen it. We will preface this at the beginning. There will be spoilers. <gasps> yeah. I I mean, you lose Black Widow. You mm-hmm. lose Iron Man. Captain America gets old. Also, they set it up in Captain America Winter Soldier that they had gotten married. But you didn't know that until Avengers Endgame <laughs> that they actually did get married. The whole time you think he was never married. So... I just pulled out my heartstrings in every way. And it was such an action-packed when it was Doctor Strange and all of his kind of sorceries. When they opened up those circles and all of these people came through. Like, first you see Thor and Iron Man and Captain America standing there together. And they're ready to take it on, whatever is about to happen. And then all of these circles open up and everybody comes out. That, to me, was the coolest scene in all of the movies. Because... Every single piece of the universe comes into play. And that was just so cool to me. Like, that was my favorite moment. Um, Amongst everything else, watching that happen was so cool. But then, of course, Iron Man defeats Thanos Mm -hmm. with the glove. And watching, like, that Doctor Strange moment where he, like, points to Iron Man and he just gives him a number one. Like, there was one way that this was going to happen. Only one way. And it was like they connected. They figured out what it was. And Iron Man immediately, like, didn't think twice. And that just, like, that destroyed me. Like, that was the one way. Because he was going to be the only one that could do it. So did you feel this movie was a good close on everything? I mean, yeah, but it makes me so sad (laughs) because I want more. You know what I mean? Like, you just want so much more. You don't want it to be over. But I, yeah, it was such a good ending. I mean, they somebody was going to have to die. It was going to have to happen, like whatever it was going to be. But you're just not ready for it. You were never going to be ready for it. I, I was really defeated after that movie. So your favorite of phase three, and then we'll do your favorite out of all of them. Yeah, I, th- I think it was in game. I mean, it just has to be. That was the best scene of all of them coming together. If, if I chose one that was outside of the Avengers altogether, it'd be Captain Marvel. I really loved her coming into the universe. I loved her power and everything about her. So if I chose one outside of that, it would be her. But Avengers Endgame, they did phenomenal. And then your favorite of the entire Marvel comic universe. Oh my gosh. I'm going to set aside all of the together Avengers movies. Because those those are always going to be the good ones, you know? It's like the greatest hits. Yes, they will always be the good ones. So setting those aside, it's, it's really close tie between Captain Marvel and Captain America the Winter Soldier. I think those two are my favorite. Really? Yeah. I I just, between the two, a lot of backstory, a lot of action, a lot of different things. I love a female lead. It's really hard for me to like go away from a female lead. So I love Captain Marvel for that. But then Captain America Winter Soldier just had everything in that movie. Had hints, it had action, it had plot twists, just everything. And I could probably watch them. Those two movies I could watch over and over again and not be bored. So I would have to say those. What are what's your favorites? For me, the long for the longest time, it was Iron Man. The original Iron the Man. The original Iron Man. Like I loved Iron Man one and two. And then by the time I got to three, I thought that one was the weakest of the Iron Man. Like my favorite all time superhero is Spider Man. You do love Spider Man. I love yeah. Spider Man. And by the time they got him right with Tom Holland, it was all out my favorite. Like every one of those movies has been my favorite. And once they added them in to the movie <laughs> in that Captain America scene where you first see him in the suit my favorite it has to be my favorite well and that makes sense because he references movies all the time so that totally makes sense yeah. to me now too like even when he's fighting he's sitting there like hey you remember that one movie and this is what's happening oh that that makes sense um, so, but from the Avengers though my favorite is Infinity War 
You like Infinity War more than Endgame? Yeah, I just felt like that was a more solid all-around movie. Really? And then I feel like I liked the way that Endgame, you know, closed out everything. But I felt like Infinity War, it just set up the story so much better. And just the action and the drama in that one was a lot better. <laughs> and then I felt like Endgame kind of picked up and is a part two of that movie. Okay, so so to you, Avengers Infinity War is kind of the OG of those two. I think so. That's the one I go back and watch. I could see that. I mean, they're they're just so they're both so good. Imagine if you put those two together in a full movie and you just watch them without a break. Yeah. <laughs> like, you essentially could because they filmed them at the same time and they kind of take place like right after that one's done. Yeah. Oh, but but the the wiping away of people just was so hard for me. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it wasn't my favorite because I I like especially when Spider Man was like I don't want to go and Iron Man's like so about well. to cry. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Uh, so what we have to look forward in this year in Marvel is there's two movies, Black Widow and The Eternals, which is essentially kind of like the new Avengers, but there's rumored to be an Avengers, like a, another one later down the line. Okay, tell me more about this, because what are The Eternals? And tell me what the potential Avengers 4 is going to be. So The Eternals is kind of like these characters from just the comic books, and it's going to be their first movie, but it's like... Different superheroes within this movie. Okay. But they're not really saying if they're going to break apart and have their own movie. So I don't really think they'll make an Avengers out of this cast. But it's the first thing we're going to see again where there's like a bunch of just big names in one movie. So, but they're all new superheroes. Like they're this will have anything no. to do with the Avengers. This will have nothing to do with them. But I think what they're plot- plotting on doing for another Avengers movie is taking people from the other because Thor's still around yeah and he he like left off with the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah so there's also later down the line going to be another Guardians of the Galaxy do maybe you, with Thor I was going to say do you think Thor will show up I that? think it'd be great the way that one ends of him um, then like game, battling yeah. who's the leader I think that's a great storyline to follow I'm curious to see if they do any kind of Avengers because I mean they have Captain Marvel now too mm-hmm. they still have a lot of Avengers yeah. left so take those people who you still have, introduce these new characters, and see who works in a, in another movie. I mean, then you still have the Spider-Man. He has mm-hmm. Spider-Man too, still for at least another two movies. Oh yeah. So what else do I have left to watch? You're you're done now. I'm done. You're done. Um, once Black Widow comes out, you got to watch that. Okay. And then Eternals comes out later this year. Okay. And then next year they roll out the rest of the movies. So is the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? Is that like a separate? That's a separate thing. Yeah. Okay. Also a great movie though. But that one's a cartoon one, right? It's a cartoon. Okay, I do like those, though, so I'll have to watch that. Well, all right. Oh, this has yeah. been fun. Yeah. So, what did you think about my reviews? Were they pretty spot on for somebody who watched them in the orders? Yeah, I, okay. I think it's interesting how you watch them all at once, and you yeah. kind of took so much information in at one time, and then were able to like to pick up on all the themes and everything. Yes. I, I am such an avid movie person, but I'm a really bad binger, so if I get stuck on something and I start it, I won't quit until I end it. So like that's what's really bad about me. So <laughs> maybe if anybody else does this and decides to binge them, don't do it as like I did because I was unhealthy for probably three weeks watching these movies. But you got them all in. It's amazing. Did. They were so good. So the next thing you're going to take on is all the Star Wars movies. Yes. So yes. I want to have you back after you watch all okay. those. And there's there's much less. Much of, less. Yes. There's like nine total. And then I'm going to go back and rewatch those two because it's been a minute since I've seen the very early ones. So that way we'll come into this both kind of fresh on this. Okay, deal. All right, cool. This has been Morgan number two. You can follow her on Instagram at WebGirlMorgan. Uh, thanks for coming by. Yeah, it was so fun. Thanks for having me. 
All right, and that's it for this week's episode. Thanks to Morgan Number 2 for stopping by and talking about every single Marvel movie she's seen. Also, thanks to you for hitting play, hitting download on this. I would like to ask you, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go in, rate this podcast five stars, leave it a review because that helps me kind of bump up there in the ratings and helps other people come in and see this podcast. So that means a lot to me. If you're listening on iHeartRadio or anywhere else where you get your podcast, just make sure you hit follow. That's all you got to do. That way you get every single brand new episode on Monday. And I know Monday is the day when Oscar nominations come out. And since this podcast comes out before they'll be released, I will kind of do something um, later on that. So I'm really excited to talk about that too. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you thought. Follow me on Instagram at Mike Distro. And just to gotta give my Instagram shout out because I like to tag people in my Instagram story who um, screenshot the episode. So my shout out this week is to Whitney Ward 10, who said, if you like all things movies, check out this podcast. Thanks, Whitney, for posting me in your Instagram story. All you gotta do to get an Instagram shout out is screenshot wherever you're listening to this and put it in your Instagram story and tag me at Mike Distro. I'll repost some of those and give a shout out next week. Hope you enjoy this episode. I will talk to you again next week. Later. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.